bit? What bit, Brandon? Don't do quick bits. Welcome to the podcast of Do You Know the Mob? I'm your co-host, Samuel Bren, and right over here, not beside me, literally speaking, but virtually. But virtually is the one and only Brandon Ellis. Folks, thanks for listening. We're uh, we're hitting some higher numbers. You know, getting those getting those numbers up, rookie numbers. <laughs> Brandon, do you know what season it is? Girl Scout season. Girl oh Scout. man. I said, uh, what, what, I said that what very wrong. You... Girl Scout cookie season. <laughs> what kind of season? Oh, what are you what are you sampling over there? Oh, Brandon, I'm walking to Walmart today and there I'd see those Girl Scouts and I said Give me all your thin mitts. No, no. What you thought you heard was a lot of thin mitts. Give me all your thin mitts. So, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I did get three boxes. <laughs> what? That's quite a few. What are the ones that have like the coconut on them that like have a hole? Are in the those middle? called dosi dos? I think so. Those are those are my favorite ones. Folks, make sure you email us your favorite Girl Scout cookie at samthemanb4 at gmail.com. Mm. Sam the man before at gmail.com. Maybe get, maybe get a shout out in the next podcast. I always wonder if my email is not professional enough, especially when I did like job interviews and stuff. <laughs> I have another one I use just for that. <laughs> but uh but anyways, so you gotta get your Girl Scouts cookies. But the more important question, Brandon, is I heard a little birdie told me there was a chili cook off that you and your wife participated in tell me how that went tell me about the chili so we made our award-winning chili i like to call it a bowl of autumn award-winning uh, it's not your typical mama's chili where it's just a lot of meat and beans make you want to slap your mama not yeah oh yeah it's better than that it's got some potatoes sweet potatoes it has mm-hmm. a little apple vinegar in there it's a little bit more sweet i was just saying um, it sweet it's a little sweet it's very tasty we did not win though so uh, shout out to Hunter Lewis. One time he brought deer meat venison in, and we tried to make chili, but the recipe called for alcohol. And at the school we went to, you couldn't have alcohol, so we used apple juice, which was actually pretty good, but it was really, really sweet. <laughs> we used apple juice in ours, but it wasn't as sweet, but that was pretty good chili if I remember correctly. Mm. Well, Brandon, you guys may have not have won in your contest, but I'm sure you won in my heart. Good. That's what I like to hear. Sam. I should have been a judge. Actually, I'd be the worst food judge because I just love every food I eat. So. <laughs> well, and it was fun. It was at a brewery, but the the issue was that anyone could vote, so there wasn't like a select panel. So what I what I'm hearing is, what's the thing? So you should have stuffed the ballot. You should have brought a bunch of your friends in. Really, really, just one sided the thing. <laughs> well, we did have friends there, but I don't know if they voted for us well, or not. <laughs> that's the wrong kind of friends, Brandon. The issue was we ran out of chili, and I didn't think we were going to, but there was a lot of people there. Oh, wow. So you might not have people that couldn't vote for you because they didn't have any. Ah, exactly. You got to bring the quality. It's not just about quality. <laughs> it is. Next time. Next time. Next time. Well, I'm so proud of you, Brandon. But we'll Thanks. get into our episode of Do You Know the Mob? As Oh, oh, oh I can't do that. We got to do our trivia. I was going to say, I'm warming up over here. Let it on me, Sam. How can I forget the trivia? Brandon, I have a good one for you today. It's gonna be tricky. You gotta think. You gotta think worldwide. You need to think big. You need to think famous. 
Okay. Brandon, what who are the top ten Twitter like who has the most Twitter followers in the world? Like top ten most followers, all right? Oh my so, gosh. It's it's gonna be tricky because there's a lot of famous people in the world. But, I think I had a Twitter account in twenty thirteen. That was the last time. I was gonna say, time. do you do you tweet? Do you tweeter? Do you snap? I don't. <laughs> I hear them outside, but they're birds. Uh, okay, so, I'm just so gonna go with your, best, that, your top ten. I'm gonna go with people that I know are important. Is this current? I assume it's currently, not in the previous. Okay. Yeah, the numbers have changed over time, but I think my stats were from twenty twenty two. Okay. So you know, take it for what it's worth. <clears throat> Rihanna, Taylor Swift. Okay. Uh, going out with the singer Elon Musk. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you think I always come out firing, but then I had to thank people. Um. Well, let me let me buy you some time here. That halftime show of Rihanna. I, mean, I know Rihanna. all the girls at my Super Bowl party couldn't stop talking about is she pregnant or not. <laughs> I didn't realize <laughs> until someone said something. <laughs> uh, let's go with Nylon Me- Messi, the soccer okay. player. Why not throw that one out there? Yeah. Um, let's go with LeBron James. Okay, that's five. Halfway there. Um, it's tough. It's tough. You're probably going to be like, uh, oh, I would have thought of that. Well, I'm trying to go around with different worlds here. Yeah. Uh, Donald Trump doesn't have Twitter anymore. I knew that I one was I think he might be back on, but, uh, yeah, it's kind of... Your stats are from 2022, so that wouldn't be there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's think. Okay, I just got a rapid fire what's, a couple what's more. What's Donald Trump's, uh, uh, the one, he, the social media, the truth? <laughs> the truth, whatever it is, yeah. I, I've heard about it, but I don't know what it is. Uh, oh my gosh, this is so bad. I'm just oh, trying to think of anyone. All right, Bon Jovi. Okay. Shania Twain. Dolly Parton. There you go, Dolly. Um, two more. Two more. Uh, two more. Bono. Okay. And Boris Johnson. <laughs> okay, there you go. Let's see what we got. You actually started off pretty strong, Brandon. So, well, that's the problem. I fell off. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I'll start with number one. At 133 million followers, Barack Obama. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. So, Brandon, I have a question for you. When you lived in Uganda, was Barack Obama, like, well-known there? He was. He was fairly well-liked, I think, but Donald Trump was the president at the time. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I, I do wonder how other countries, if they think about our politics or care, because I know in America we don't do very well with that. <laughs> uh, but I had heard from people I knew in, like, Tanzania and other African countries, they knew Barack Obama well because he was uh, you know, the, the first black president. So. Yeah, no, I know some places really did like him uh, just because of that. Um, but yeah, no, he, I mean, was, he was historical. talked about a little bit. Yeah, very. Yeah, I mean that's pretty historical stuff. So number two, you got right, Elon Musk at 130 million, so three million shy of Obama. Number three, Justin Bieber. Ah, Brandon the Biebs. The Bieb. <laughs> Are you a believer? <laughs> I did like some of his music. I will admit it. <laughs> number four, Katy Perry. Number five, Rihanna. So you got that. Got her. Number six, you were close with the soccer player, but it was actually Cristino Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Yep, yep. But you were the right idea. Number seven, Taylor Swift. I said that. Yeah, you're Swifty. (laughs) Number eight, Lady Gaga. 
Number nine, I'm going to mispronounce, but I believe he's the Indian Prime Minister, Narinda Modi. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Number ten, yeah, well, India is the second uh, largest uh, country by population. Now, does that equal to Twitter followers? I guess to some extent. So. Mm-hmm. Now, number 10, I actually have two answers because one of them is not fair. It's YouTube. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, the number 11 is Ellen DeGeneres. Really? Well, you think comedians would have a lot of followers because Twitter's just made for a comedian, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those good good one-liners, but... Wow, that so, is surprising. Brandon, that was a tough one. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I want you to know that. I, so. I threw Bono out. I thought maybe he would be decent up there, but I don't know. Hey, you know, it, it wasn't a bad guest. It wasn't at all. It is what it but, is. But the person we're going to do today, Brandog is mad sam who's <laughs> <laughs> google your name and had sam mad come you know, up <laughs> we've, we've had a couple sams it's kind of disturbing me <laughs> yeah i haven't had any brandon's so who was the last sam we did sam bass right yeah uh, i think so yeah so this one's mad sam destofano i probably need to work on my pronunciations before we start episodes but destofano so um so, anyways, Mad Sam grew up in southern Illinois and was born in September 13th, 1909. He was really never considered part of the mob. Oh, so why are we doing an episode on him? Mm. I'll tell you, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> um, he did teach the men- his mentee, who we recently did, Tony the Ant Spilotro. Okay. Yeah. So he taught him everything he knew. So we're getting into the mentor phase. Very important in the mob world, mm. the mentors. Um, he became known as Chicago's most deranged man. <laughs> he began his... What, what, a, what a label, job title, especially in the mob world. <laughs> what a way to get started. Yeah, like you're in the mob, but you're also known as the most deranged man in the mob, as if you're not already, you know. It's a little deranged. out there, a little wild. Yeah, out there for society. You know? yeah. Dangerous is what it means. Yes, you're exactly right. And we're going to get into how dangerous this guy was. So he became known as Chicago's most deranged man. He began his criminal life in one of the worst ways possible by being convicted of raping a girl. In 1927, he was only 18 years old. After this, he got into assault with a deadly weapon, bank robbery, extortion, and counterfeit stamps. Now, out of all those, counterfeit stamps seem like the most interesting one. Brandon, what what is exactly counterfeit stamps? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely something that you don't think about very much, but was a important um, criminal enterprise. So stamps, for a little bit of context for us, our listeners, were first made in the United States in 1847. The first serious instance of counterfeiting of U.S. stamps popped up in the 1890s uh, when crooks in Chicago began forging them in an attempt to make money. But they were small scale. Now, though, getting back to where we're at time-wise, in the early 20th century, stamp counterfeiting became much more of a bigger endeavor because organized crime started coming into it. Uh, The mob saw a chance to profit and by 1940 was heavily involved in the forging stamps. Um, and since then, forgings of stamps has continued on larger and smaller scales, depending on the time. Wow. And, you know, those stamps do do uh, add up. I, I actually just bought a book of stamps not too long ago. You know, you think just a little sense there and then, but uh, you got to buy a book of them. You know? they get, I mean, they get expensive. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I also forgot the other Sam we've done. So I think this is the third Sam we've done, but Sam Giacana. Yes. <laughs> So, Mad Sam started off in Sam Giacana's gang, 42. So, we've mentioned for the 42 gang before. Um, eventually, Mad Sam became uh, high-ranking in their loan sharking and drug trafficking. But he became associated with bringing in the juice loan. Brandon, what is a juice loan? Oh, man. The juice loan is an unethical <laughs> loan with extremely high interest rates and then normally made by an organized criminal. So, right on so what we're talking saying- about. He's been juicing. He's been juicing, <laughs> but in a different way than we usually mean. <laughs> Him and Barry Bonds have something in common. <laughs> um, so most of the 42 gang became high-profile mobsters, but not Mad Sam. He was too unstable for such big responsibilities in the mob world. That's not to say there wasn't use for him, though. Okay? So Sam Giacona and Paul Rica used Mad Sam as the executioner and loan collector. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're about to see some interesting tortures. <laughs> he would use instruments and tools in his basement to provide torture. His favorite... Can you guess his favorite weapon, Brandon? I want you to just take a guess. Take it. His favorite torture weapon. Ballpoint hammer. It was the ice pick. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, um, he would stab his victims with the ice pack pick at their torsos, throats, and even the testicles in order to squeeze payments or begin a murder scene. So sometimes he'd kill them, sometimes he wouldn't, depending on, who knows, I guess depending on orders, I suppose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so part of the reason Sam Testofano was getting away with these tortures is because he lived in a quiet suburb outside of Chicago. So that's one way to get away with stuff. <laughs> um his basement was soundproof, so but so nobody knew what was going on. Um, so a few examples of situations. One of his victims was a restaurant owner who couldn't make the payments. So, you know, the juice loans. So Sam threw his body in the sewer uh, dump during the winter, and the body was found thawed in the spring. Um, another time, a man tried to run off with $25,000 without making payments. He was caught and taken to Mad Sam's place, where he was chained to a radiator for three days and beaten, but still alive. After three days, Brandon, Mad Sam had the guy's family over to an Italian restaurant for a nice dinner. During the meal, they brought out the guy, and um, they basically were making an example of him, like how beaten he was and such. And rumor has it they might have peed on him, which is really gross. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, so he was. it was like made to example not to steal money from the mob ever again. Uh, one time, Sam Giagana ordered a hit on Sam's Mad Sam's brother, Michael. Michael DeStofano. Sam DeStofano carried out the order without questioning anything. Oh, my word. <laughs> like, just did it without just thinking going for it. it. Yeah. He was later brought into questioning for this murder, and supposedly he was giggling about it. So he just, you know, a horrible person. Had no remorse or anything. But, uh, Sarah, another story goes that Sam DiStofano tricked a real estate agent into his house after having a big argument with the man. He took a hammer and beat the guy's knees and tortured the man so so badly, both out killing him. Um, and Mad Sam would sometimes shoot his, shoot his victims at the, in the butt. <laughs> uh, him and his colleagues finally did kill the guy. Um, 
But the biggest thing is all this eventually, as you would guess, catches up with him. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, no one trusts you, so... Um, so finally, uh, his mad antics became out of control, even for the mob, as we've mentioned. So he was brought into court for questioning and he would, he was just psychotic. So he would use a bullhorn. He would often act as his own attorney, which as we know is not a good idea. It's not a good (laughs) idea, folks. Don't do it. (laughs) He showed up once in his pajamas. He would accuse lawyers as colluding with Joseph Stalin I mean, just a very unstable man, even for the Chicago outfit. Um, he uh, he even tried, I think he tried to pay like the judges and jury off if he could. So uh, uh, finally, eventually, Tony Spilatro and uh, one of Sam's brothers decided they had to take care of Sam because he was a problem, obviously. Mm-hmm. So they tricked him into going to his safe house. He was in the garage when they met him. And Tony the Ant pulled out a shotgun and shot off his arms, then shot him in the chest. Oh, my which I was gosh. Like, what in the world? Yeah. So this is like real mobster. I feel like sometimes we haven't seen all the violence because, like, when we did Al Capone, his hands weren't dirty usually. Mm-hmm. But we're starting to see the guys who got their hands dirty. <laughs> yeah, very brutal. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that could be a, quite an interesting movie. And some of the people we have done have been movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this he might be one of them. I have to double check, but... Yeah, the torture things were, like, obviously disturbing, but they're so interesting. I was like, we have to share. <laughs> this, is, this is crazy. What's the amount of, you know, heart... I'm going to use the word heartlessness in there and just, like, yeah. I'm... This is my job, and I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah. And, but, just crazy how uh, eventually he became too insane for the mob, even. <laughs> well, I'm trying to yeah. imagine the court situations. <laughs> He's too much liability. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the mob likes to keep things quiet for a reason, so. Yeah, you're just too much liability at that point. You know, New York City gets a lot of credit, but you got to hand it to Chicago. they got some interesting characters. Yeah, they have <laughs> something all right. Yeah. Well, folks, uh, as always, thank you for subscribing and listening. We have actually, Brandon, we got uh, 50 Spotify subscribers or uh, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, subscribe. People have subscribed or uh, followed us. So thank you guys. Hey, there we go. Let's keep it going. Mm -hmm. we'll see you next week but thank you for listening to do you know the mob i'm your co-host sam bren and this is brandon ellis signing off